Big news coming out of Victoria today. A look at the financial picture of the province. For more on that, we're joined now by our global news reporter in Victoria, Richard Zussman. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Uh, not expecting good news, though. No, and so when people hear that we're seeing a financial picture, I think uh, people's eyes gloss over and it goes over their heads a little bit. You know, the numbers are going to be staggering. We saw this in Ottawa with a deficit of more than $340 billion. Uh, expect the deficit here in British Columbia to likely climb over a billion dollars. How many over a billion? It's unclear. And whether that really matters is also unclear, but it's going to be bad financial news, all driven uh, obviously by record spending due to the pandemic in terms of emergency aid from the provincial government, as well as a mass drop off in revenue. So we'll get a better sense of uh, how hard hit BC's economy is due to the pandemic. Uh, We will get a sense of what different forecasters are analyzing uh, will be the impact for BC's economy. You know, Carol James often says, and and many economists and finance ministers do as well, that they have no crystal ball. It's impossible to predict and understand what the true economic impact has been from COVID-19. But the reality is this is a global crisis and has had impacts everywhere. And we'll get a first peek at what that has meant specifically for British Columbia today at 1130 when uh, Minister James uh, tables or, or, introduce, or showcases her update. So I guess the big question here is how is this going to be dealt with then? Like, are we talking about, the? is this where we're going to hear about new taxes potentially? Will there be a cut in services or are we still kind of waiting to see what the fallout is? Yeah, like those are the big questions, Simi, that everybody has, right? What will the impact be on them? You know, we all look at these provincial deficits and say, you know, oh, look, billions and billions of dollars. Well, what really matters is that, you know, $1,000 ICBC bill, you still have unpaid because it's been tough economic times. Or the property tax bill that you still have left unpaid because it's been tough times. Like, those are the realities for people. The fact that many people haven't been able to pay rent. And so we will not likely hear about any service cuts or tax increases today, but we likely will get a bit of a vision from Finance Minister Carol James around whether those are things that need to be looked at down the road. We're looking at deficits for years, if not more than a decade now due to this pandemic. So there will have to be recovery efforts. There will have to be strategies uh, to entice spending, but also to cut uh, government costs. So all of those things will be factored in. So we're going to get that first pitch, but may get a little bit of a roadmap uh, for where we're going. We know there's going to be a full economic recovery plan at some point from the province. That likely will come after full public consultation that's currently underway. Uh, but uh, it's going to be challenging and there will be um, measures that need to be taken right. in order to course correct Uh, the huge financial impacts from COVID-19. And of course, we're in this, right? As you mentioned, because of COVID-19, and we're going to be getting that update. So it's back to an in-person briefing for Dr. Henry today. Yeah, and obviously a lot of it is going to be focused around what we've seen in the Okanagan. So two different things have occurred over the last few days there. The first uh, is this outbreak in Kelowna. And this has been significant considering uh, it could really happen anywhere and is one of the great fears of Dr. Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix around uh, 
spreading events. And this, these are these parties that happened at hotels between people in their 20s and 30s. Uh, it was an yeah. indoor event in many regards. There were people there who did not know each other at all, nor did they know their backgrounds. And so that leads to higher risk. And these people, many of them did not live in Kelowna and they flew back to Metro Vancouver. There's now a warning from a flight between Kelowna and Vancouver that is no doubt connected to the spreader event. We now know at least there are 13 new cases of COVID-19 linked uh, overall to these events in Kelowna. There are public warnings for the Cactus Club and a spin studio in Kelowna. So all of these things are sort of the concerns that happen when you go to events inside, you party, uh, that's leading in many cases to people being close together or speaking loudly and potentially leading to the spread of COVID through spit. All of these factors are yeah. bad. And so we'll hear a lot of, about that from Dr. Henry. And then there's also been a case of uh, COVID-19 in a cherry picking facility in the Okanagan. Again, a concern of Dr. Henry's around, you know, workers are coming in, agricultural work needs to be done. We've seen big outbreaks in Ontario associated with uh, temporary foreign workers as well as on farms. BC has done a much better job, but this case will no, lo uh, no doubt have Dr. Henry concerned as well. So we'll hear from her and Health Minister Adrian Dix at three o'clock uh, this afternoon. All right, lots of questions, obviously, for them to deal with. But let's also talk about a non-kind of COVID-19 situation for a moment here, Richard, because I was very intrigued to follow along yesterday with this thing that was going on between uh, David Eby, the Attorney General Minister responsible for ICBC, and trial lawyers. Yeah, so this was really interesting. Late in the day, uh, the debate is happening here in Victoria uh, this week around this shift to no-fault insurance. And Michael Lee, uh, the BC Liberal MLA, was questioning EB in the legislature, and he brought up occupational therapists and whether there was uh, a sense that some occupational therapists were being told uh, they are going to be hurt by the changes and were not being asked to be part of the consultation group that the province is now doing. Well, EB then turned around and pulled out this email, uh, which the public had, uh, many of the public had no idea existed, which were from some uh, law firms. And the trial lawyers were not uh, connected to this, although one of the law firms involved here that sent out this letter, one of the partners is John Rice, who is the head of the Trial Lawyers Association. And basically, what the letters say is that personal injury lawyers will not be working with occupational therapists who sign uh, non-disclosure agreements with uh, ICBC. But what both the we seem to have lost Richard Zussman there just when the story was getting good, when he was talking about what was happening with David Eby and the trial lawyers. Essentially, what it comes down to is that he had a letter that showed that some occupational therapists who are consulting with ICBC on the potential new changes are also asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement so that they don't tell everybody on what those potential changes might be or what their thoughts are. And some personal injury lawyers are saying that they should now not work with any of those occupational therapists. Richard, we got you back, right? Yeah, sorry, Simi. So yeah, as you were mentioning, like this is a complex issue, but yeah. basically what's being said is these law firms, and I don't know where I got cut off, but you know, it's not the Trial Lawyers Association, but it's a lot of 
firms that are members of the association, including the one where the president of the association, John Rice, is a partner, who, as you mentioned, are telling uh, their pers- all the personal injury lo- firms do not work with occupational therapists who sign non-disclosure agreements, like you mentioned. And yeah, so, so they're that's trying to block them. To they're trying to block them, right? And, and the OTs are terrified that this is going to have a profound and deep impact on their business. We understand that many of these are the occupational therapists who have agreed to be part of the province's consultation around ICBC. We also know there's occupational therapists on the other side of things that want to be involved. So this is just showing how big a mess this is. The trial lawyers yeah. and many personal injury law firms are fighting hard to save their livelihoods because a switch to no fault will have a huge, profound economic impact on those firms. So it was really fascinating to see and, and came out of the blue in some regards. All right, Richard, thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Have a great day.